Welcome to the Tiny Plastic People podcast, the podcast about tiny plastic people. We paint with them, we play with them, we paint with them, it's going to be messy, <laughs> and we tell you all about Adepticon, but also about other things. Um, my name is Tom, I go by Dines, it's a bit easier, with me today is also Tom. Hello, you can find me at... Uh, in various places as the swordfish. How would you want to go in this point? You'd, t- you'd be Tom? I, uh, yes, yes. Let's you'd just be Tom. All right, cool. And we have uh, Alistair. Hello. Um, this is uh, a podcast recorded on a Monday evening, fresh days later after uh, the Adopticon. So we will we will talk about that. We can't avoid it. It's the it's the giant. Um, Transforming robot in the room, uh, but I guess a bit of catch up, uh, Alistair. What have you been been doing recently? What's your hobby? Uh, my hobby, well, very recently has been eaten up entirely by Elden Ring, as I suspect many people's hobby has been. <laughs> um, but before Elden Ring came out, I managed to batch paint twenty eight tower drones which was all of the power drones I had, um, which has been pretty good. It's quite a lot of drones. Almost, yeah, it is, it is a lot. Probably not quite enough, but still, it's a start. <laughs> and also I'm painting some some slangors. Why? Well... <laughs> not to be like, on... too topical, but... <laughs> yeah. that well... Fun? To tell the truth, it was because they were on sale because no one had bought any. <laughs> yeah. So right. I saw That's these poor tragic goats on the shelf at my friendly local weird, game store. Weird, sexy, crab-handed yes. goats. L- look, even weird, sexy, <laughs> crab-hand goats need love. Yeah, they do. They do. They really, um, <laughs> they really do on like multiple levels. <laughs> well, yeah. So, I mean, I got them because they're cheap and I think they look really cool, which is reason enough. Um, or maybe in my heart of hearts, I hope that they didn't sell so hard that next time there's a book for either Goats or for the Sinesh, they're going to be obscenely pushed in the other direction and then they'll be really good. They're going to be buffed. broken to like clear up all the all the like backroom stock. Buffed yeah. into the stratosphere. Yeah. I can only imagine that there's like, yeah, like 10,000 boxes of Slangor sitting in a Games Workshop mm-hmm. warehouse because none mm-hmm. of them sold. I could have buried them in the desert like the E.T. game. <laughs> no! <laughs> maybe maybe they're just like prepping for the... Some Somebody's played this. Maybe the top rules writers played it because they know in the next edition they're going to be good and they want all of them to themselves. You'll be able to run a pure Slangor army. Ben Johnson's sitting on a, a pile of a hundred boxes, just waiting <laughs> to flog them for slightly less than RRP. Exactly. I, th- I think we've uncovered something deep. We should stop digging, otherwise we're going to wind up uh, slanished. Yeah. Yep. Don't know what that means, but I'm sure yeah, slanished would like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's what I've been up to. Um, yeah, nice. Nice. So yeah. How about yourself? Oh me, well, uh I did a little bit of I did a little bit of Eldar. Just a little like a measured amount of Eldar. I finally completed my collection of all except the very rarest uh farces. 
So I haven't got the Necromunder faucet and I haven't got the... This sounds like a stupid thing to say, but I haven't got the unreleased faucets, uh-huh. which which exist, <laughs> but, you, but you can't. They're very hard to get hold of, and, uh, as is the Necromunder one. But all of that, I think I've got all the other faucets and all the other Warlocks that have been made, um, which is nice. Uh, you can't really run them like that, I don't think. Not with the new book. I haven't actually got the new book. I've been going in like a measured pace because I know I'm not going to finish it. All I've got is... I've got the Eldritch Omens. I haven't painted. I haven't finished painting them. I got the new Warlocks, and I got some Dire Avengers. And I like. I started off okay with the Eldritch Omens. I painted one Ranger, a base coat, a few others. I need to get back to them really. But I'm not going to buy any more Eldar till I finish those. Actually, I painted no I painted one Dire Avenger. I painted. I got the free one in the shop, and I'm actually really, really enamored by it. So, I think they're really cool models. So I've got, even though they're quite old, but they're really cool sculpts actually. So I got another one of those, another box of them. Um, other than that, I've been doing, I've been, I was inspired by one of the reveals to dig out a giant stompy boy, and start work on that again because I I was doing that for a while and then I stopped, I got distracted, but I'm back on it. I guess I'll come back to that later. That's what I've been doing. Not, not a huge amount, but just, uh, just you know, plugging away. Try not to let it get ahead of me. Um, you've, you've resisted the temptation to go really big into New Eldar then. Oh, yeah. I, because what are the cool things that I kind of want, which is like maybe a Fire Prison, maybe a Wave Serpent, maybe... I wouldn't want some Guardians at some point. But a lot of them aren't... Uh, you know, they're out of stock. Like all the, the Grav Tanks went out of stock for a while. I'm not that. I'm not going to play it that urgently, so I'll just leave it for now, and I'll get them. I'll get them slowly. I really, really like them, so I will. I'm also really holding out for new uh, aspect warriors, like new scorpions. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. Can you just imagine. Ah, oh, incredible. So and I'm not really a big fan of banshees that much, but li- literally all the other, <laughs> all the other uh, aspect warriors, <laughs> except the ones which have been redone. Um, I'd be super into any any of them getting redone. So like even Shining Spears, like they're so cool. That would probably be my next purchase. And working out how to yeah. do them in an Ulthway colour scheme would be good fun. No idea. Because yeah. they're like the opposite of the Ulthway colour scheme, right? Yes. Yeah. I yeah. think, I think I guess it'd be cool. Black goes with anything, but um maybe Yeah, I, I think that's what they say. But maybe um, maybe Ulfway black instead of the blue stripes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking, I was thinking like maybe like inverting and like going like a really deep blue and then like having a white stripe oh, yeah. or like what or something. Yeah. A bit like, but the Dire Avengers have kind of done that as well. Like on really deep, deep blue with them. I don't want to sort of rip them off, but hmm, I don't know. Maybe a stark or white or something. It remains to be seen. I'm, I'm a few months away of doing that. I, need to, I really need to finish what my current Eldar, I think, before I do any more. But yeah, that's me. Um, how about you, Tom? What have you been up to? Uh, I... Uh, most recently, I have been painting uh, Sigismund and Fafnir Ran for the the Heresy Era Imperial Fists. Um, is, um, got... is is Fafnir Ran a Faf to paint, or is he? Is he, he... he he's a bit of a Faf to assemble. There's um, uh, his shoulder pads have got little bumps on them that are clearly meant to go into the uh, outer pads themselves, but there isn't actually a slot for them to fit into, so you have to, like, chop them off and fit them on over the top. 
you think but, somebody forgot about that when they were doing the design? Quite possibly, yeah. Um, but he was mm. a nice, nice, straightforward one to paint. I think I've got used to my yellow and black now. And when you're doing one model rather than ten at a time, you can uh, take a little bit more time with the mm. uh, the trim. How are you finding painting all the yellow? Have you got that down now? Yeah, yeah. I've got uh, I've got a scheme that I think works works fine for yellow. Um, start off with a, a couple of coats of I can't remember any of the color names ever. Start off with a couple of coats of the nice yellow base coat. Avalanche uh, sunset. Sounds about right. Uh, recess wash of seraphim sepia, and then dry brush of. I think it might be flash kit yellow. Hmm. Um, and that that pretty much. And, oh, and then a highlight of. Shabti bone, and I think that does the job well enough. Um, it's not it's not one you'd want to be throwing around if you wanted to. Oh no, sorry, you, Uriel, Uriel, yeah, Uri, that guy, Uriel. Uriel yellow rather than Uriel, mm. uh, rather than Flash gets. Um, and it's not one you'd want to be throwing around if you were trying to go into Golden Demon. But I think it turns mm. out really good, particularly like on mass. Yeah, they look good. The Sigismund looks really cool as well. He's got such a good pose. Yes, yeah. Such a good pose. I, I was, yeah. with with great trepidation, I drilled a couple of big holes into the bottom of his feet so as to magnetise him so I can swap him between a base that matches the rest of my army and his display base. Nice. Brave nice. move. Yeah. <laughs> so wait, yeah. You, you drilled the holes as, like, as wide as the magnets? Yes, yeah. So the magnets are... One millimeter, I think. So it wasn't mm-hmm. the uh, the width that's not, wasn't that's too, not bad, too bad, but it's pretty good. Was yeah, I I was well, I was coming to it just after having uh, ruined uh, Necromunda Orlock by uh, trying to pin his feet to the base and like going straight up through the foot like Home Alone. Um, oh yeah. So I was a little little nervous about repeating that trick. Yeah, uh, yeah. I got I, I I get that when I paint when I put the things on my spray painting stick. You have to drill up. You have to drill up like the heel, right? So it goes into yeah, the shin. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, but that nice. that worked out. And it's come out good. Mm. Uh, yeah, they look really cool. Painted those those orlocks, one of which just has a hole in his foot now. And I'm it's, working. It's Necromunda. Who knows what can happen, right? <laughs> yeah, could I mean, I assume. I assume somewhere in there there's a rule for literally shooting yourself in the foot. Or an industrial workplace accident or something. <laughs> an extremely minor chaos mutation. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> a chaos <laughs> mutation yeah. like that guy from Community dropping cocktail olives through the hole in his hand. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, low-level corruption <laughs> in, in Necromunda. Just, just if you're a, a bit gross. Just yeah. a little bit. Just yucky. a bit slightly unpleasant. And a bit of an annoyance more than like something <laughs> truly corrupt. You're into you're into Nurgle, but like just for just for Christmas and the weekends. Yeah, yeah. You don't go too hard. Yeah, nice. Okay. Um. So. So topics bring it this week. Uh, Alistair, you were um you mentioned Elden Ring already, but you wanted to bring that back. Yeah. So um. Well, of course, like it is huge, and loads of people are playing it, and as a result, everyone's 
a lot of new people are encountering the joy of Dark Souls in a new incarnation. Um, so I was thinking about that, and I was thinking, what's the Dark Souls of hobby? Because, you know, everyone's saying, like, oh, this is the Dark Souls of sandwiches or whatever. Um, but uh, to elaborate on that, I want to say something that's got a reputation, like whether that's a deserved reputation or not, of being very difficult or impenetrable to get into, but actually can be, like, really fun once you learn how it works and get into it. Just, just a very quick tangent. What was the Dark Souls of Sandwiches in reference to? Oh, I, I was just a stupid like reference. I mean, I, I was, was thinking. I was like, very much hoping to learn what the Dark Souls of Sandwiches was. Yeah, what is, uh, please, uh, please send in your suggestions. <laughs> I think we could devote like thirty seconds. What is the Dark Souls of Sandwiches? I think something like crisp sandwich. Hmm. Like no, you know that sounds really difficult, or or maybe like a toast sandwich. Sounds challenging. Why would you eat that? Turns out both pretty good crisp sandwiches and toast I've, sandwiches. I've never thought of either of those as being a challenging thing, to be honest. Depends what you mean by challenging. Challenging is in like, why would you eat that? <laughs> Psychologically. Yeah, it's psychic damage sandwich. <laughs> oh, oh, the uh, the ketchup sandwich. Oh, mm. God. Oh, this is a cursed topic. <laughs> Something just way too big, like a double-sized sub Oh, yeah, well, like, a sandwich, I suppose. One of, what are yeah. those Scooby-Doo sandwiches? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like a Guinness World Record sandwich, right? Where it's like, oh, it's, it's an 18-mile-long sandwich, and you're like, well, okay, but it's, a bit, it's impractical more than anything else. I've been, playing, I've been playing this sandwich for 30 hours, and I've only just got out of the starting area. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And now I have to fight. And I have to fight a big gribbly thing to get onto the next bit. <laughs> I'm so tired of BLT. Anything but that. <laughs> yeah, and you've eaten so much you can't roll anymore. Or anything. It's born. <laughs> Where were we? <laughs> but anyway, uh, so actual Dark Souls hobby things. Uh, I don't know. Who's got any ideas? Yeah, well, I guess uh, it's my topic, so I'll start us off. Yeah. Um, I was thinking that uh, oil paints, so I mean, they've gotten a lot more uh, traction and attention recently, being the last two to three years, I guess, as YouTubers have started using them and shown people that they're easy to use, but they are actually pretty easy to use. I tried some myself recently for the first time, and it was a lot easier than I expected. And I think that a lot of that came down to the getting the right kinds of tools. Um, Definitely, you want nice oil paints and a decent uh, thinner. I would, previously, I tried just white spirits, and they were way too harsh. But it really is that easy, and you can blend super easily with it. it and it's a great tool. It doesn't sound that easy. No, I know. Because um, <laughs> if you're like, it's super easy, what... all you need is this set of specialized tools. <laughs> I mean, they're not that... Ex no, it's not that... They're not really that specialized. They're just different from what you currently use. Mm. And I suppose that, that what's, that's what'll make it the Dark Souls a Dark Soul dish is the thing, right? It's you need to put in some effort to get to learn how it works. And a slightly to different get your mindset. dodge timings in, I suppose. Yeah. And I guess it's just a slightly different way of thinking about it, maybe. Yeah. But it's mm -hmm. really they're quite fun and quite easy. Easier than I expected. I 
I see oils used pretty much to just dirty things up there, right? So like people put the like a, just water down some burned umber and throw that on. That was in a that was in an old Imperial what's it called? Imperial Armor Masterclass or something. Yeah. And, that was so it. That and it was like, technique. you just oil it up, right? Because like, then, then you use it to make it look like an actual oil leak. Yeah, that's definitely like a way that it's been used for ages in military modeling. And uh, mm. it's gotten into, and it's been used in Warhammer for quite a while now too. But you can use, uh, so if you watch um, the YouTuber Marco Frisoni, um, or not just Mecca is his channel, he is certainly not the first person to do it, but you can use oil paints to really get like quite intense colors and blend them super fast. Hmm. Uh, so, and literally you're sort of painting the oil paints onto a miniature and then actually wiping most of it off, hmm. but it still stains the surface and can be blended out onto planes. With... Hmm. Yeah. Ter terrible for radio trying to explain <laughs> blending techniques, I suppose, but yeah, yeah, it's. Trust hmm. me when I say it's easier than it seems. It sounds ASMR. Brush the microphone with a paintbrush. <laughs> yeah. Well, it just sounds. It sounds like you just. It, it. It's a different style of painting, right? Um, a different approach to it. Presumably, yeah. it all needs like fixing after you've done it. Does it? Or... Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, so that you definitely have to varnish it eventually. Hmm. Um, but. Do you, how do you think it comes out compared to like the the Citadel method? Let's see, as a base point. Like, is it? Do they? Is it? Is it obviously different? I think you can get certain kinds of blends quite easily, which is certainly faster than sort of very slow blending or layering, which you do with Citadel. Mm. Um, and I want to say that you could get more intense colors more easily again like there's nothing you couldn't replicate probably the, oh the one thing it's a treat for is anything that's got a lot of detail so for those that batch of drones i was speaking about i just sort of hammered out all of the um detailing in burnt umber and black oils and then wiped away the excess and all the lining was just done it took mm. me about probably three hours for 28 models. That does sound pretty And it's simple, but still. Yeah. 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 I wonder how, if that would be the same for colours, though, if you're going for, like, saturation. If you're, like, you know, if you, if we were drones had been, I don't know, lime green or something, would you mm. use oils to do that? Like, I'm not sure. I plan to experiment and find out. Very much looking forward to these lime green uh, oil drones. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they defeat that boss. Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, okay. That sounds, uh, that is interesting. Um, I've, I've, I have, I've, I bought a, uh, I bought a tube of burned umber about 10 years ago to weather up a, uh, basilisk artillery piece. <laughs> and then just never, I don't think I ever painted it. I think I sold it about six months ago. Of course. I had it for like 10 years and just, I've never Aww. touched that paint. Of course, it was just umber when you got it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And through, you know, the oven and everything else, just, you know, <laughs> things just come out, don't they? <laughs> hmm. Oh, that's, that's an interesting idea. What about you, Tommy? Any ideas? What's, what do you oh, um, 
I think it's going to come down to your your tastes in what you enjoy doing in the hobby. I think perhaps um, the one that uh, the one that I would say is like you could probably get like tournament gaming in there. Um, this reputation for being incredibly tough hardcore mode, but actually can be quite enjoyable even if that's not how you usually go about it uh if you go into it for the right spirit and and give it a try and uh like like put the work into it so to speak and like i'm not much of a one for dark souls games because putting the work in has never appealed to me on anything really uh (laughs) but especially not my leisure activities (laughs) but that is something that i particularly with the older games i've not been not been to tournament play in a while but particularly with the older games i was really enjoying that uh that level of deeper engagement with the mechanical side of things and mm. i think that you could uh yeah i think you could find enjoyment you might not expect from that i think that's a very good example yes yeah, i think that that's totally fair it can be really daunting, right? The idea of going to tournaments and, you know, yeah, being yeah. stomped by everybody there who's definitely going to be better than you and be horrible and yeah. mean and, like, the jocks at school. Yeah. But it's not like that at all. Yeah, and I mean, I, I lost personally against somebody who then very kindly explained he was, uh, his team were the, I think, the GB champions at Age of Sigma. So it's, it's all up from there, really. Was that... A- where was that? That was a Brotherhood in early 2020. Uh, I remember that. So yeah, I took <laughs> I took that hit and then um, and then was shut out of the season for two years. Well, I I was there. I have similar memories because I was there with you, and uh, I was I was not so much daunted going into that tournament. But then you know we started off. Yeah. If I remember, we uh, we started off against a team who were pretty good, right? And they were. Uh, uh, they kind of, they kind of been that good. We we beat those ones. Yeah, I know. I, I, but I think that was uh, <laughs> they're at least. I think they were at least known, right? They oh, they, they did them well, like they might be known to. Yeah, I think they're known to the <laughs> in crowd, people. but which we are not. But they it was uh you know we had a great time getting my ass handed to me by a shitload of um, yeah yeah uh, by a shitload of savage orcs before they are oh, what they are now, and it was just really good. And I wasn't too daunted by it, but that was only because it was a team tournament. Like the the idea of going to a tournament on my own is sort of like that's yeah. still quite daunting. But yeah, like they've announced uh, just today the uh, the Horus Heresy tournament in July, and I'm that's a game I know pretty well and quite look and quite enjoy playing. But it is it is a bit daunting to get back into a uh, a solo event. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I actually used to play uh, quite a lot of competitive X-Wing and Netrunner when it was around, uh, but the, both those games have sort of like died out, both locally and everywhere, as far as I can tell. Although oh, X-Wing still doing quite well hmm. elsewhere. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, I did enjoy that. I did enjoy having like a goal and sort of just doing your best. And I don't know. I guess Warhammer does have probably slightly more of a reputation of having like 
oh no, the competitive people are really yes. scary. Yes. But uh, yeah, I should probably try harder. I don't. I'm. I'm still. At forty k tournaments are still like um, they're still like Dark Souls to me, and that I'm intimidated yeah, by them. There's but, not a great um, reputation. Yeah. Um, mm. But you know, I'm sure that's probably you know unfairly assigned. Um, you know, because I know I know plenty of people who are forty k and they're all really nice. So um, I don't really know. I think that may, may be unfair, but mm. I don't know. For forty k, I actually have happen to have less um, interest, but. Certainly for Age of Sigmar tournaments, I everybody was super nice. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Um, I'm struggling to think of something that's Dark Soulsy. I I can think... I was going to say... I wasn't going to actually say blending. But to be honest, honestly, you've sort of <laughs> explained that blending is not scary. Because you can do it with oils and it's super easy. Or at least... Uh, Super achievable. Uh, I mean, I think any sufficiently complicated painting technique that's not that's a, that's not layering is mm. pretty daunting, um, especially when you see someone do it without context. Mm. Mm. Well, I was just going to say. In... Sorry, I think layering is easy enough to understand because you're just putting down slightly different colors of paint one after another. Which, I mean, anyone can put things in a row. But trying to mix two different paints on a model or carefully, like, smoothly change from one to another, that's, yeah, that is a big thing. It's hard. I think um, my fir the first bit of blending I ever did was, uh, about, Jesus, 15? Oh, God, 15 years ago, maybe. And I did, uh, I got the Terminator Lord Zoo 4, who no one knows, and no one cares about that. He's this world eaters lord. You can get on forge oh, yes. lord. He's very, very angry. Uh, he just has a big power. He has a cool ass helmet, and he's just holding a string of skulls. But I really love that model. And um, I decided I was gonna. I don't know what the hell I was doing, but I was just saying I was gonna blend. Is like all his paneling. I I did not. I got some of the way through it because the method to do it was about. I don't know. So, like, the front panel of his, like... So, the, the front panel of his uh, Terminator armour... Just that, I did... A, I blended it from black around the edges to a vibrant, like, blood red in the middle. Like, pure blood red. And that... God, the number of layers on that. Because I did it super thin down. And then just applied one after the other. It's one, it's one, it's one, it's one, it's one. It might have been, I don't know, like... Oh, 50 layers? Something like that? Just sort of like like water thin layers, but it looks so good. It's the smoothest like layer I've like transition I've ever done on anything in my entire life. Like like not even like paint transition, like transition like going from one place to another. Like I have done no transition in my life has gone as well as the blending on this guy's freaking leg pad. It it's you know it's mainly by accident because I couldn't replicate it anywhere else in the model. But when it worked really well, it was really nice and it wasn't difficult. It just took freaking ages. Yeah. That was all it was. It was like a time investment. But, you know, I, and I would say that that sort of thing is quite cheap. I haven't really done it since, but it's, I, I think it's not too bad. Um, the other thing that might be 
daunting for people is uh, big conversions. Big yes. kit bashes. Yeah. I, you just do them. I think you, you I think gain a lot by just leaping in and, and trying it in, in a Dark Souls fashion, failing. And trying it again. I think most things is I, I wrote about this in the in the solitary post I did on um, time plastic people, but you know, you, you, you can normally salvage pretty much anything you, you try, even if it doesn't go quite the way you wanted. Like you buy a piece and oh well that's not quite the right size. But you know what, it's probably fine. It probably is, it's probably fine. You can probably just whack some green stuff around the edge and it's probably alright. And you probably should try it because you'll have something that's cool and unique at the end of it that's your own story of how you built it. I think everybody should do that all the time for everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I will say I've often wanted to do big conversions and stuff. And, well, I do little conversions quite often, mm. but do want to do some big ones mm. too. I think they are harder, the big ones, but the, um, like I did a, a, a like a, an auric on a Draculine a couple of Christmases ago for someone. And that was really good fun. It was, it was quite, oh, that's yes. like a moderate, medium-sized model, right? But that was really good because, you know, there's a little bit of green stuff work, just just gut feeling, just so that when you look up his bum, it's not just a cave. At least there's some, <laughs> yeah. you know, some filled <laughs> orcs there. Um, yeah, it's, that's what I'd recommend. I, I, I just, I don't think those things are as daunting as they might be. They're a bit of investment in buying the bits you need, but, you know, the more you try, the more the more it gets better, and the more you fail, the better you get. Just like Dark Souls, maybe. Yeah. Nice. Good. Nailed it. Um, Tom. Oh my. What do you? Uh, what was your uh, topic my for the week? Subject. My subject for today. So I. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, they were. Um, they were advertising on the. Games Workshop website for a new leader of the canon. Uh, so the new head writer for, I think it might have been 40k, might have been both games. I don't know. Um, so in charge of everything that ends up in the canon in uh, both game systems. And uh, I I stuck my oar in. Um, I put in a very quick application and because uh, I know I know we're all good people, so I put in applications for everyone else at Tiny Plastic People. That's kind of you. Uh, yeah, and they got back to me and they said, uh, so everybody who applied uh, gets mm-hmm. to do it, yeah, but only for three d six seconds. So I figure I I asked them if we could do our turns while we were recording the podcast, and they mm. said that was fine. So that's good. Each of us each of us will get that amount of time to. Uh, determine what goes into the Warhammer cannon. Uh, oh, jeez! You mean like okay? So we need to like load up a timer and everything. Okay, I'm gonna. gonna I was I was just gonna use the audacity one. Oh, I've got I've got the dice ready. All right, blimey. Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna set a timer. Uh, I'm gonna, I've got I've got Google timer ready. Yeah, who's got some <laughs> dice? Tom, you have some I'm, dice. I'm also- I'm all set up. Who's going to go first? Alistair. What, do we each get 3D different seconds? Yes. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Even more exciting. Okay. I think Alistair should go first. You tell me how many seconds. All right. And I'll run this down. You're all right. I think your voice, your, your, your audio cancellation would do an excellent job of removing the, uh, 
the fun rattle of the dice. So I'll just oh, dang. I pretend to go... It looks, uh, wow. it looks like Audacity's picking up on it, though. Uh, that was eight seconds. Eight seconds? All right, Alice, are you ready? I'm going to... I'll count you in. Okay, it'll be three, two, one, go. Okay. Three, right. two, one, go. I did silent people as an insect rate age of sigma. And... No, 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 no. Just silent people. Well, <laughs> you've got silent people, haven't you? That was yeah. it. Are, yeah. you, are you happy with your, what you've done? Look, yeah. Eight seconds have. to change the world. And what did you bring in? Silent people. They can't even talk. <laughs> yeah. The, you know, that's the best kind of uh-huh. new faction. Where do you, where do you hope the GW them? takes this new uh, line in the sand? It's the wrong metaphor, but you know what I mean? This new direction that you've you've now forged, where are you hoping that they take it? Well, I just want to see uh, like another entirely new faction in Age of Sigma. I think that every time they've done one so far, they've been cool. Yeah, that's fair. New factions make me excited. Do you think they're going to do that anyway? Do you think, not to be rude, do you think you've wasted that eight seconds? Do you think that was coming anyway? (laughs) No, so I mean, I think we've had enough sort of like hints now that not everything they suggest for Age of Sigma is not actually going to come out. Like, they have, they, there are lots of like these little hints and cool things that could exist, or you know, like the Kernothi for mm. uh, Sylvaneth that were the Age of Sig- the Underworlds Warband. Mm. We might, we're probably not getting more weird deer people elves. Mm. Sad, uh, but yeah, sad because they're really cool. But um, we got Kragnos, but we got Kragnos. That's cool, um, and. Similarly, we've had these whispers and rumors of um, silent people. What are they? Are they insects? Who knows? But mm. they're probably not actually going to have models. They're just another cool, weird mystery in the Age of Sigma, which is mm-hmm. a cool thing. I like mysteries, mm-hmm. but I also like new models. Yeah, I think it's fair. Yeah, I think uh, they were one of the things that everybody was expecting a little bit more from. That's, you know... Maybe maybe getting a little overexcited about what it was, but I can definitely see how you want to choose that thing that they've they've alluded to and go really deep on it. Mm. Yeah, make sure it's coming. Like, just get it get it one hundred percent confirmed. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, well, they yeah. gave me the power, so I they did. That was foolish of them in retrospect, <laughs> because now that's what oh, they well. leg- I think they're legally obligated to do that now. So. Yeah, I hope they're Excellent. okay with me rolling the dice and that they wouldn't want to do that themselves. Oh, well. Yeah, that's weird. It's kind yeah, of It's nabby. weird that we didn't all roll 18s, but, you know. <laughs> they, they put their trust in you, Tom, and they were right to. So, you know. Well, okay, that's it. We've confirmed silent people. Uh, Tom, do you want to go next? Roll yourself yes. some dice. Clackety clack, go to the dice. You're speaking over the actual clacking. That is 13 seconds. 13 seconds. All right, Tommy, ready? Three, two, one, go. I want them to put the uh, the bits about the alien languages back in the codices. That was always something I really enjoyed looking at the like the Eldar glyphs. Uh, and I want John Grammaticus's no. phone number. No, no, you want John? We got as far as John. <laughs> So, so John is confirmed. John confirmed for Age of Sigma. Yeah. John confirmed for Age of Sigma and alien languages back in codices. 
I like both those suggestions, yeah. but I think I think you got your the gist of it anyway. Just you want John, and who yeah. doesn't? <laughs> it doesn't matter where he's come from. Just John has got to be bring back John. Sign the petition now. Change the org. Bring back John to Warhammer. We miss you. <laughs> I don't know who John. Is. Wait, there's already quite a few Johns in Warhammer, so you know it could be any of them. But is that John Blanche? Just be. Oh, I suppose so. Yes. Ooh. That's the only John I thought of, actually. <laughs> I mean, he's not in the canon, is he? I mean, he should know. be, right? Maybe yeah. that's what. Maybe, maybe yeah, that's, that's what they can, Perhaps that's how they can interpret it. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, they've got a lot of scope there. All they know is John. Uh, and languages. What, what languages in the codices are you thinking of specifically? Uh, I remembered really enjoying reading the stuff in some of the very old Eldar codices about oh, their yeah. language and um, uh, their language and symbols and symbology. Mm. Um, yeah, I was I was thinking about that. They had a lot of. There used to be a load of info on the runes and stuff, didn't there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, cool. I think I think some of that remains around, but I really enjoyed uh, that, so I would put more of that back in. Yeah, nice. Uh, they also had yeah. that for the Tau. I think, in mm-hmm. fact, at one point you could um, you could download the Tau font to your computer. <laughs> uh, so it was like it was the Tau language air quotes it was a font that turned it into the tower symbols mm. uh i i was about would have been about 14 when that happened and i did not quite understand how fonts worked so i do remember being on msn and talking to people in the Tau font and i did not realize that to them the text was just coming up as normal text I I thought I was being very clever and that they couldn't understand what I was saying. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I think uh, I think I got away with that. I don't think I said anything too said horrifying in that context. Cringe. Oh, no more so than my usual level of cringe. But I do look sure. I do look back on that time and see it as like dodging a bullet that I did not see coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely you know, a final destination level of taking a slight step to the side and not being hit by a truck. Hmm. Hmm. Close. Mm. I remember well. the, uh, I remember when the, the tower announced in White Dwarf and you had to, it was like a one pager in, in the fricking tower. Uh, you call that like font. Yes. Font. And they, uh, you had to decode it. I remember doing that on a train to my dad's house. Oh. I got as far as right, writing, we are the tower, which I think is how it started. Yeah, that's cool. Shit. Yeah, I mean, it's not only the sci-fi stuff. I remember that the, the old Chaos books also had like pages of detail on the black speech and mm-hmm. all the Chaos runes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I could do more of that. I could definitely take more of that. Yeah, it's good stuff. Nice. So I mean, it's me. Yes. Do you want someone else to time for you? I can. I mean, I don't mind timing myself. I, uh, but you can time for me if you wish. You off. I'll, I'll, I'll cut myself. Oh, you're doing pretty good. You've got 14 seconds. 14 seconds. Okay, starting now. 
kill the emperor, right? Either he fully dies or like in a bad way and leaves, like abandons humanity or he ascends to like full godhood. Either way, that's like a proper like, what? What's going on? Like reset. I think it'd be pretty dope. Just kill the emperor. Just kill him. Straightforward. Just just do it. Yeah. Should I should That's I just it. let you carry on in that vein for a little while? Yeah, it's fine. Just kill the Emperor. Um uh, what happens? I don't know. I'll leave that luckily, uh or foolishly to Games Workshop, they only give me fourteen seconds. So that's not my responsibility. <laughs> Deal with it. Uh, I don't care what happens. I think it would just be really funny. Like, it'd be pretty yeah. like momentous. <laughs> like like the Emperor like either fully dies. So I'm thinking two ways, right? Either he fully dies, and then he turns out he was just a guy the whole time, right? And then, or and like it's really bad, and or like let's say it's extra bad, right? There's no backup. He just dies. The 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 baddies swarm through the that spoilers web gate on his chair, and just like destroys Terra. What does the Imperium do? Splinters could be cool, or maybe he like ascends to full godhood and like abandons humanity. Because now he's a god and he doesn't exist anymore and he's busy because he didn't give a shit because he's a god. Now what does humanity do? Maybe like half of them are like, well, I guess chaos is legit. And the other half are like, well, I guess I worship the emperor even more. And then maybe a bunch of them are like, what the fuck was that about? I don't know. Maybe it could be cool. Yeah. Cataclysmic stuff. I I like it. I know what you actually mean by the he becomes a god and doesn't exist anymore, but I like the idea that it's kind of like a disproving himself Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy yeah, yeah, style yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, he wakes up for like half a second, opens yeah. his eyes and goes, oh shit, and then just like, he's just gone. <laughs> Ascends to godhood and is like, well, I don't believe in god, and then vanishes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or becomes the, the fifth chaos god or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I think just think that would be pretty... I'd give that challenge to Games Workshop in 14 seconds. Yeah, we've laid down... Uh, we've laid down some some challenges here. Uh, mm-hmm. Replace the emperor with a John. Yeah. Uh, more language, and replace the emperor with John. He only speaks in Tao runes. John, wait, John, <laughs> wait, John. Replace him with John Grammaticus. Yeah, he speaks a lot of languages. Well, you have to because it. He, what with the name and all? Grammar, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Well, I think Green Social may come to sort of regret giving us that time. Um, oh, well, well, it was in the contract. That, yeah, yeah I, that's they, shouldn't have, they shouldn't have written it in. That was foolish of them. They should have thought a bit more. A bit harder about that. Um, yeah, well, nailed it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's the subject so, you have brought to discuss today? Yeah, so I, I want to talk about basing, which is pretty basic. Week, but um, I'm a bit crap at it. <laughs> I want some tips <laughs> because, like, I don't know. I especially with it mainly it first came up with the Eldar stuff, right? So I'm holding up. I'm going to do it now. I'm going great radio. I'm going to hold it. Hold up a little farseer, right? So the farseer, um, a lot of the old guys, they come on molded bases, right? But they're but they're various shades of twenty five mil, and the farseer does not deserve to be on a twenty five mil base. So. What I do is I cut the rim off the 25mm and stick it on a 32. Um, I don't care if it's torn legal. So I cut the cut off on the 32, but now I've got to fill in the rest of it. And now all my I want my core old school warlocks who are just like flat slaughter base guys 
I want them to have some cool Eldar base. How, how do I do this? Also, uh, what is your general basing tips? Because there's only so far just covering everything in astrogranite and, and painting it light grey can take me. Um, what should I be doing to make my bases base my bases better? What do you? Uh, what are your top tips? Pet peeves on bases. Help me. I think please. The ones I'm personally most proud of that I've done, I use a couple of different textures. I've got, um, so I use these for my Seraphon and my corn stuff uh, with a mix of patches of uh, basing sand, which has got some slightly coarser sand mixed in to make nice little rocks. Uh, that, and between that, using the the crackle paint that cracks up and looks like old dry earth. Mm. Uh, I think that I think that plus liberal dry brushing and some skulls and tufts, skulls and tufts. The uh, the Warhammer pub. Mm. Uh, between all of that, I think it comes out quite well. Um, have you have you ever had any of that the 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 crackly earth stuff looks quite brittle? Have you ever had any? Does it snap off or is it is it quite robust? I've never had any flake off except for the bit that I like experimented with by like going out with a fingernail to try and crackle it off. Hmm. Um, I think it's not. I couldn't say how actually robust it is, but so long as you're not carrying all your models in a big carrier bag and shaking them about, I think you're probably not going to be Ooh. exerting force on it in that way. If you get me, that might be a problem for me. <laughs> <laughs> But okay, that's actually really good to know. I'm I'm looking. I'm staring yeah. at a base right now, and I'm like, I I made a load of milliput for it, right, to like uh, yeah. heighten it a little bit, mm. and I and I ran out of about the last yeah, sit no tenth of the base, and I'm like, actually, if I put some crackle earth on that, that would look yeah. sick. So yeah, I think that the first thing I'd say about basing is that if you're not using a Basing, if you don't want to put a lot of effort in, then if you're not using one of the crackle or basing pastes, you probably should be. Um, I know they seem like a bit of a waste of money sometimes, but they're honestly so easy to use and they do look pretty good when they're dry. Hmm. And not only Games Workshop make them, there are pretty good equivalents by Vallejo and I think a couple of other companies mm -hmm. as well. So do you mean do you mean stuff beyond like the debris versions? Because I had like I've had like sterling mud and astrogranite debris and stuff like that. You mean the yeah the other ones? I mean yeah that's the sort of like baseline I think. Um, but if you're already doing that, then there's lots of stuff you can do. Of course. Um, I mean I was going to suggest you build up around those old metal bases with milliput or something because you definitely want some volume. Mm. But you can also do that with just super glue and baking soda. Mm. It's another very quick filler. Does it does it not dry really quickly? It does dry in incredibly quickly, and that's the point. It basically becomes like a brittle, well, not very brittle, but very hard crystal. Mm. Um, and it's like really good for filling something. And when it go, once it's dry, it goes ultra hard. You can mm. file it or sand it. Nice. Uh, I like that about Millipite. I like that about Millipite. Is that I don't use it super often. I had to buy specifically buy a, a new box for 
the base that I'm doing, but it um I like that it is a bit like clay when you're working with it. You can you if you wet it, it just become it'll just like yeah. smudge and, and go really smooth yeah. really easily. Yeah. Hmm. The problem I've already had I've always had with Millipart is um getting it to have a fairly natural surface on it. I feel like um have difficulty like getting it sufficiently smooth with my hands or gloves um mm. and it always ends up looking like 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 something that's been smeared with a fingertip or with the side of a finger um so i usually I, yeah I, I mean i'm planning with with the one i've done i'm planning to go over it with another texture paint. yeah because if i look at it as it is now it just looks like a load of fingerprints on a on a big base I'm gonna need to mask that. I was I was planning to go over that mostly with astrogranite, and I've stuck some like random, some other bits in for effects. Um. Hmm. Um. Well, for for Eldar basing in particular, to try if you want to do some sort of like lost world or wraithbone bits or something. Mm. Of course, you can use bits of models uh, if you've got old or extra bits of. I don't know if Wraith Guard have extra bits or arms or anything you can use just to like get some no. of those nice alien smooth shapes and you yeah, can sort of semi bury them in things. That's fair. I think I was more th- you know like the um a lot of the newer Eldar models, especially the hero models, but even the Howling Banshees to an extent, they they're like leaping off bits of like old Eldar building and stuff. And I, mm, maybe that's yeah. just too difficult to do really, but Well, there are there are tools to help you do this stuff. Um, you can get texture rollers, which oh, yeah. is basically just a rolling pin hmm. with a, a texture in it. And there are plenty of alien ruins and things. Hmm. And that you actually roll on. You you take some modeling clay, milliput is preferable actually, and then you roll out hmm. a big sheet of this stuff. And then you can either try cut a circle out of it or break, you know, a sort of like broken tile piece. Hmm. That's an interesting idea. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Because I was thinking about it. I was, I was like, looking, I was trying to find um, if you could like 3D print some tiny breakable, breakable ruins. But actually, you're right. A, a roller might just be the better answer. We're going to have to look up yeah. like Space Elf Generic Ruin Roller or something like that, aren't they? Um, pretty actually, sure might be might called Elder. Yeah. Well, yeah. it could be either way. Or, you know, there might be that exact name that you said Space Elf Generic <laughs> Ruler. Yeah, yeah. A. Yeah, yeah. Well, Eldar, I don't know if that is um, copyrighted, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that why they changed it to Eldari? Oh, true. Mm-hmm. Eldar, Eldar's like, a, it's like it goes out to Tolkien and stuff, right? So, Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Might get away with it. That's a really good idea. Yeah, I thought about that. The downside there is if you've already done a bunch of your Eldar without those bases, mm-hmm. you might not like that they don't match anymore. I think what I'd actually realistically do, because they're all on ruins, right? Like, I don't want them walking over a, a pristine Eldar floor. But if I could crack away small yeah. little bits and like hide them amongst some dirt, or whatever, like under the ground, then it's yeah, yeah. it's that ruins vibe, right? So you might be right. able to, like, you know, what's fairly LD, LD, L L Eldar V E. You might be able to get away with the the plastic Age of Sigma bases. I think they've got that kind of, particularly if you want something that will work on mass and then you can add little bits to. I think perhaps so, that might have the 
curvy ruins and runes look. Hmm. That's another yeah, interesting that's not idea. Yeah, that's a bad call. Like a sort of like the Sigmarite vague... What was it called then? I think I do know the one you mean. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to look that up. That was a good example. Thanks. Thanks, gang. That is genuinely super, genuinely super helpful. <laughs> <laughs> For me, literally in this moment. So thank you. Cool. All right. Um... Well, we did mention it at the, uh, at the top <laughs> we of this. Adepticon, but we've got on for a while. We did. I think we can uh, we can take away your uh, your top Adepticon takeaway. Six seconds adapt, for your hottest Adepticon take. Adapt, adapted, dude. Talk about uh, Tom. What's your favorite? What was your uh, enjoyed Adepticon release? Was the bit that grabbed your attention? Uh, I'm really glad. I no longer need to pretend that the new Horus Heresy isn't a thing I've seen leaked. Um, <laughs> I know we try and we try and avoid leaks and spoilers on here and every time we I've all been knew on, it was every time I've been on this podcast I've been like, well there is a certain exciting, interesting thing at Did some point in the future that that I shan't be going into <laughs> details about. Um so I'm I'm very excited for that. Um I'm looking forward to more news on that and uh picking up the they've announced that there's going to be a big box right i think uh i don't know i think it's probably fair to assume that there would be a big box with it yes they've yeah, yeah. i'm going to yeah. pick up some kind of big box if they do it uh and and very much looking forward to that might try and uh hold off on other warhammer purchases until then are you are you excited for new rules new models or both a uh, bit of both i'm i'm hoping for uh I'm hoping for a bit of an expansion to the plastic range for the heresy stuff, like uh, breaches and assault marines and so on. Mm. Um, I think a lot of the generic things I like a lot and I'm looking forward to. It's going to be quite interesting to see if uh, heresy coming up more in plastic, because that is something that I said that they will be doing, is going to increase the sort of player base. Because I know that currently it's mostly limited to the UK, some enclaves in the US. And oddly enough, I hear it's quite popular in Australia and New Zealand, but it's definitely not nearly as big as Edge of Sigma or 40K are. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess that, I guess that, yeah, like you say, maybe that's because of a lot of the, the resin limitation off of its Forge World or whatever. Um, yeah. That new plastic Praetor is extremely cool. Yes. Yeah, they look so good. Extremely good. Um, the trailer the trailer showed a a guy who was clearly that guy in a close up fight with an imperial fist with a very distinctive mustache so i suspect oh, really? <laughs> yeah i suspect that uh mustachio is going to be the uh possibly another character in the box which would be Brother very, mustachio very cool yes mm-hmm. yeah that'd be really cool i might i might get that oh. praetor as like a chaos lord for my chaos marines yeah. cuz he's fucking radical yes I love the, the nice. cracks well, awesome. on the axe. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Heck yeah. Oh, hmm. Well, there were just... Yeah, that... The whole preview had loads and loads of cool things, but I think that the thing that stood out to me the most is the Kronspine Incarnate of Gur, the skelly, magic-y, dragon-y boy. Mm. Nice. Which is apparently not an endless spell... But like an endless spell, and also it eats endless spells. But it's not an endless spell. It's not but an it's endless spell. It's just like one. 
sure maybe we don't really know yet no. but it does look really cool uh i mean I, I like dragons um and i like goat men and this is kind of like a goatish dragon mm. skeleton mm -hmm. so i think it'll make a good addition to my beasts of chaos they can have a a really angry bony dragon friend nice that'd be really cool yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they haven't given any rules for it, have they? But the sort of teasers that they've yeah. done for it, that it's sort of controlled by a hero, or you know, it can go off the hooks if the hero off the rails if the hero dies. And it's pretty, it's pretty good. I'm excited yeah, to see cool. where that goes. The terrain as well, oh my lord! I haven't yeah, even got the stuff. last lot of um, good yeah. terrain. The uh, the sort of outhouses and stuff. I've still got my giant mound I need to get through before I can realistically buy that. But yeah, man, it's really cool. I like yeah, to th I like to think that what they did was they looked at the the Lumineth floating shrine with the water trickling down mm -hmm. from it, held up by the waterfalls, and they thought, "This is the sickest shit we've done in years. <laughs> Let's make sure everybody gets Do the more. option to have something like this." Do it yeah. again. Super cool. I think it's also exciting that because this is obviously the Gur one, we're going to get ones for other like realms. Potentially, yeah. Oh yeah, other just super cool, just neutral, monsterish things that you can add to your lists. Which nice. Had a whole lot of flavor and cool stuff. Well, they 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 sort of like there was that. Do you remember in the in the original AOS there was a, there was a battle plan where you had to bring a monster? Yeah, I should do that. Like go hard in on that. A bunch of generic monsters or, yes. um, or monster yeah. girl aligned things that anybody can bring. That's really cool. I really like that. Maybe yeah, really good, real cool, nice. Um, what I done liked about the Adepticon was the big stumpy Robert man. That Knight Abominant <laughs> is real. That's real shit. I'm not gonna lie, that's real. That's real. Like I'm, I'm I haven't finished my own knight. I need to finish the the current <laughs> one, the, the the Rampage or whatever he's called. I need to finish him, and then I really want this other one because it's just, they're, they're so good. He's got a tail. Like who? Who knew that a giant robot needed a tail? Turns out, uh, they do. <laughs> uh, and it's a big. It's like a. It's like a Bastilodon tail, actually. It's got this sort of like swingy club at the end. Yes. And it, uh, yeah, a psychic knight with flails, like a tail club, and a freaking Volkite. Are you joking? It's exactly. It's, yeah. it's laser targeted up my alley. Covered in birds. Covered in birds. And presumably bird poop. But actually, the bird aesthetic is the one bit I'm not like super crazy about. But I, yes, I, it's know, not like make it work. Are they, I assume there's some specific kind of vulture rather than just being. Oh yeah, there'll be a vulture. Vultures desperately confused by the fact that what they're eating is metal. Yes, a vul vulcadron doodad. What's it? <laughs> I don't know. Right? It looks like an extension to the kickers. The, the legs look very similar. Uh, yeah. I think that they might have mentioned that it's a just a sprue add-on to the yeah. the standard Chaos Knight. I'm not sure what the name yeah, of that I one is. So. Um, I can see a few different distant differences because it like it looks to be like the the birds. Maybe they're just standing because in the current one they're like slots for the for the spikes and stuff. So it looks like you you know you could easily change that for these birds and stuff. And like the I think the chains the chains over the top of the canopy aren't in the current one but you could easily they could easily be a piece that just gets glued yeah. on so yeah that's yeah. really cool and the uh, the what they call it the Helver and not the the little runny guys 
What's he called? Um, carnivore. No, the oh, carnivore. carnivore. Oh. The war dog carnivore. It looks good. He's got like a sort of. <laughs> does that, sorry, does that imply the other war dog is omnivorous? Yeah, oh, the war dog uh, vegetarian. <laughs> uh, yeah, or the herbivore. That's it, herbivore, isn't it? <laughs> he just loves eating plants. Yeah, that, that's that's also really cool. Um, I think I would put they've got it with a kind of like a some kind of weird animal skull as its helmet. I think I preferred a more. I prefer a slightly more scary robot helmet, but frankly, I'll take all of it. It looks super cool. And um, I'm very keen to never buy them. Realistically, I'm never going to buy them, but I really want them and they're really cool. I also really like the the announcement of new Chaos Space Marine stuff. It looks like cultists and maybe possessed or something? Yes. Yeah, possessed are a a kit that... um... They're, oh they're, boy, they're, they're very, they're very, they're very cool. I would, I want to see what they would do with a new one. They're, they're very of their time, which is about eighteen yeah. billion years ago. Yeah. So they need it. Yeah. They need it. They need a new look at. So we'll do. I mean, I, I also really like them. I think I'm done with Chaos Marines. I'm just going to finish what I've got and then, and then call it a day with my Chaos guys. But you know, you know, it's nice to have new stuff out there. So yeah, I have to say that those new night actually is was also laser targeted at me <laughs> almost distressing that yeah. I, I i haven't got uh any knights but except in titanic scale <laughs> and in that scale there aren't like any chaos knights specific mm-hmm. models yet but i had sort of imagined that my knight house is sort of just Looking beginning their slide into chaos at the titanicus era and it, yeah how I'd envisioned how they ended up is almost exactly how this robot is. And I'm like, shit. shit. (laughs) I need to get it. Yeah. It's really cool. I really like knights. I like, I I mean, I'm not very good at painting big models, but you know, I'm going to get this one finished and we'll see how I feel about it at the end. So yeah. Great. Well, there's, there's your hot Adepticon takes. Maybe we'll do a special on it. (laughs) Uh, Slightly deeper dive, but that's the, uh, that's the, the briefest of adept. Adepticon takes for you, um, but apart from that, I think we're, uh, I think we're about done. Has anybody has anything else to bring to this metaphorical internet table? No, no. There we are. You no. have it all. That's all of the takes for this month. Uh, let's bring this war dog to the internet kennel. That was a strained. That was a strained <laughs> metaphor. Bring, bring this war um, dog to heal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man. Oh my god, that's so much better. <laughs> Let's bring this. Yeah, well, all right. What you said. Um, where can you find tiny plastic people? It's uh, tinyplasticpeople.com. It's tiny plastic pals on your various social media engagement pages. Uh, give us a follow. There's a there's a Discord if you want to join that. That's role models. No, it's not. It is called role models, but it's uh, discord.gg forward slash role models. Um, Tom. Where can people find you if they wish to seek you out and gain your wisdom? Should they wish to gain my wisdom, they can find me at Le Swordfish, L-E Swordfish, uh, either on Twitter, where it's all one word, or on Instagram, where it's L-E underscore Swordfish, because somebody took the real one first. That's rude of them. Uh, Alistair, how are you? Uh, I'm on both Twitter and Instagram, 
at at painting armory. Nice. Um, and I'm posting much more things to Instagram now. Take my own advice from a few pods ago. Hmm. Oh, cool. It's nice to share. Get some engagement. See, make the number go up. Make yeah, people make the nice words. Cool. Uh, and you can find me. I am at TN Dines in most places. Uh, if you search for me, uh, email the tiny plastic people at the tiny plastic people at gmail.com. Questions, comments, tell us why our adopticon takes are wrong. They're not, but you can try. Uh, other than that, I think we're done. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch you all next time. Bye. 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 Bye.